Hello and welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience Leadership Tips for the Remote Worker. This is Stephen Thompson and this is my experience. You know, I work from home and I'm the principal of a virtual school. I supervise 14 incredible teachers and when I work from home, I have music and coffee always available. Now, this season on Stephen Thompson, the experience, leadership tips for the remote worker, we are looking at the music of Prince and we're applying Prince songs to our leadership. At least I'm applying Prince to my leadership, and I'm going to encourage you to not just apply Prince to your leadership, but if you have a favorite musician, look at their lyrics and apply it to your leadership. So this week we're going to be talking about the song Delirious. Now, Delirious came out in 1992, and it came out on the album 1999. Everybody remembers that movie, 1999. It was a great Prince album. It was one of the first Prince albums that I listened to, and I actually listened to it on an album. I had an LP player, and it would play a record. And I don't think it was a very professional LP, but it was like a little kid LP because I was a child when uh, 1999 came out. And I remember taking the album from my brother, who was much older than me, and sort of playing it on my little child record player at the time. But... The show today, the title is called Delirious, Angry Empathy, Do the Right Thing. And I want to talk about the concept of empathy, anger, and doing the right thing. Now, in the, movie, in the song Delirious, Prince was losing it over a woman. I get delirious whenever you're near, lose all self-control, baby just can't steer. Wheels are locked in place, stupid look on my face. Delirious. When you think about delirious, you think about, well, what drives you crazy? What makes you restless? And maybe it's a relationship either with a man or a woman, but I'm not going to talk about delirious in the context of a relationship during this show. I want to talk about delirious using this definition. Delirious. This is from the dictionary. A disturbed state of mind characterized by restlessness and incoherence. And I ask yourself this question, what makes you restless? What make you, makes you incoherent? Now I'm not talking about restless and incoherent in your speech, I'm talking about in your mind. And a lot of times what makes us delirious when we're working remotely can be emails, can be our spreadsheets, can be a phone call. And when we get restless and incoherent, it's in our mind and we get angry. And I want to talk about anger and anger is an emotion and how to use empathy to fight that emotion and some tips and some tricks so we can do the right thing. I was watching Do the Right Thing this past week. It's a very challenging movie to watch. The movie came out in 1989 by Spike Lee, Rosie Perez dancing at the beginning, Public Enemy playing Do the Right Thing. Brantford Marsalis playing the saxophone during the movie Do the Right Thing. Incredible, incredible to listen to. Powerful movie. And it has been a powerful movie that I've listened to for years. It's an incredible movie, Do the Right Thing. But it is a challenging movie to watch. And specifically, it's challenging to watch because at the end of the movie... 
Radio Rahim is killed by the police. And Radio Rahim is killed by the police as a riot breaks out at Sal's famous pizzeria. And the riot breaks out at Sal's famous pizzeria because the character bugging out comes in and is upset because there are no African-American men on the wall. Wants to boycott Sal's famous. But what I was watching and I was thinking as I watched Do the Right Thing and there's this scene where Radio Rahim and Bugging Out are confronting Sal on why there aren't any brothers on the wall and Sal is getting angrier and angrier and angrier and they're yelling and screaming at each other and Sal takes a baseball bat and he busts Radio Rahim's radio and before he busts Radio Rahim's radio he uses racial slurs against Radio Rahim. And I watched the movie and I began to think, how could we de-escalate that situation? Now, if we did de-escalate that situation, we probably wouldn't have the same movie. I don't think anybody wanted to see, you know, I think Do the Right Thing would be an incredibly different movie if Spike Lee made the choice that Radio Rahim and Sal and Buggin' Out, you know, had, an, had a conversation with each other and they were empathetic. I think the movie would be completely different. I don't think it would have got the same critical acclaim that it would have gotten. Now, I don't want to, you know, reevaluate, do the right thing in that context. But what I do want to think about and talk about is this. Radio Rahim died. And we don't want Radio Rahim to die. There's not a situation I can think in, a re in real life where we want somebody to lose their lives. And if we had the opportunity to prevent someone from losing their lives, we would take every opportunity and advantage of every tool to prevent that from happening. Now, in, in our work from home jobs, we don't encounter, hopefully normally, situations where life and death is on the line. And I don't want to address that specific scenario. But what I do want to address, the lane that I kind of want to settle into, is anger. The anger that comes from when we are disturbed and upset. And it can lead to bad things. It could lead to a fractured relationship with a superior. It could lead possibly to a loss of position and even a loss of a job and loss of opportunities. And you have a great opportunity of working from home and you could lose that opportunity simply because you couldn't control your anger. So what do we want to talk about today? I want us to look at anger and call anger energy. And that's simply what anger is. It's energy. It's an emotion. Studying out a lot of mindfulness and doing a lot of meditating. And I really recommend the meditation app called Headspace. And on the meditation app, Headspace, the creator of the app talks a lot about your emotions and anger is energy and our reactions are stories and those stories that go on in our head so for instance you get a phone call and on that phone call you had a great idea and your supervisor or another employee doesn't like your idea and they maybe they make fun of your idea maybe they mock your idea and you get angry now that's perfectly fine and justifiable I'm not asking people to be to put their anger away because 
That's not helpful. Don't bury your anger. Okay? Don't bury your anger. But let's just view anger differently. View anger as energy. So Andy Puttacombe is the founder of Headspace. And he's a meditation and mindful expert. And uh, he's an accomplished presenter and writer. And if you go on Headspace, you'll find Andy, and you'll find Headspace, and you'll find a lot of great videos. I highly recommend using Headspace. But Andy got a university degree in sports science, and he went to the Himalayas to, to study meditation. And he came back, and he became a monk. He was ordained as a Tibetan Buddhist monk in northern India. And he came back, was in the circus, went to London, got a degree in the circus arts. Then he later became Headspace. And he did a great TED Talk. And I would go and look at Andy's TED Talk and learn a lot about you know, what his views are on meditation. And I would highly recommend you getting the Headspace app. But I want to talk about anger being energy. And that's what it is. Anger is energy. And you have to let that energy pass through you. And then what you need to do is you need to choose empathy. And empathy is something different. There's two things going on when you get angry. There is how you deal with the energy and the story you tell yourself. And there's several things that we can do. We can tell ourselves a story that this person hates me, this person is disgusted by me, or we can choose empathy. And empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person. Now I'm talking about a thin line here. Now I'm talking about your coworker who you've worked with and you know who they are. I'm not talking about somebody who's deliberately harming you or somebody who is threatening your physical safety. Those people you want to run away from, okay? So what I want everybody to know. When we talk about empathy, we're not talking about a free pass or amnesty for people who treat other people poorly. That is not empathy, okay? Those are the people that you want to get away from. So if there's somebody who's threatening your physical safety, as if there's someone who is demeaning your behavior, that opens up a lane to what I would call justice. That's where you go and talk to your HR representatives and you bring somebody else in because you don't want to ever be threatened. But for the purpose of this talk and for the purpose of what we do on a daily basis, we are going to come into contact with more chances to choose empathy then we're going to have to choose justice. So let's look at empathy today. So the ability to understand the feelings of another person. So Rick Hansen is a PhD of neuroplasticity, and he wrote on neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is your ability to reorganize your brain and form new connections. So we want to form a new connection when we reorganize our brain. So we want to tell ourselves a new story. So when your coworker calls you up and says something negative about your idea, tell yourself a different story. First, number one, just thank them for even giving you feedback. That's number one. Thank them for just giving you feedback. And there is some value for somebody at least taking the time to talk to you. Now, the second thing is to identify the energy. The anger is energy. So stop for a second and let that energy run through you. And now tell yourself a new story. A new story about your coworker who talked about your project. 
Let's think, for instance, let's say your coworker is married or getting married. You think about, okay, my coworker is getting married and there's a lot of stress involved in planning a marriage. And that stress, even though we say be professional, everything that we do in our life has a has impact on us. So that wedding is having an impact on them. Even though they're not talking about it because they want to be perceived as unprofessional, that doesn't take away the weight and the load that getting married has. And that will leak out in their response to you. So choose empathy and say, you know what? This person's getting married. That's probably why they reacted a little bit critical towards me. It's not about me. They like me. I had lunch with them a couple of days ago. That's how you choose empathy. And then your response to them can be different. Well, you know what? Thank you. I really appreciate you saying this about my idea. Thank you for your input. I think a little bit differently about it, but you know what? We can agree to disagree, and hey, how is your marriage planning coming? That's a use of empathy. Everybody wins in that situation. There isn't a fight. There isn't a brawl. There isn't a battle, and you get out of that situation, and everybody is happy. There's a great book called Thanks for the Feedback by Douglas Stone and Sheila Hinn, and it goes into this concept of giving and receiving feedback and how there are several types of feedback and there's certain things when people talk to us that make us delirious okay so we get incoherent and we get restless really by the way that people talk to us so there are three types of feedback really three three they did research. Douglas Stone and Sheila Hinn did research and came down with three different types of feedback. Separate. And they separate them. There's appreciation, there's coaching and evaluation. Those are the three types of feedback that you can give to somebody and that you can receive. And to separate those, decide when you go into a situation, am I appreciating this person? Am I coaching this person? Am I evaluating this person? Now think about this specifically in terms of your job. There are certain people who I don't evaluate. Okay, I don't evaluate people's jobs, so I'm not their boss. So if I'm going to, I can eliminate evaluation and I can put appreciation and coaching. And that's the feedback that you can choose. And a lot of times people don't want to be coached. So we can choose appreciation. Or you can decide, do I want to coach this person? If they don't like your opinion, appreciate them. Thank you so much. How are you having a great day today? And leave it at that. And we don't use our anger against somebody. Because think about this. Anger is energy. But once you use that energy... On somebody else, you can hurt them. And we don't want people to be hurt by our energy. So we're delirious. We are incoherent. We're restless. We want to do something about it. And our first response is, I'm going to get my way. I'm going to be angry at this person. I'm angry and they're going to pay. Okay, let's stop. Here is what we can do. These are the challenges for the week. Stephen Thompson always gives you challenges. This is your move. 
I want you to do this. I want you to stand. Okay? Stand. Stand up and begin to name the objects in the room by color. Okay? Somebody makes you angry, immediately look around the room. I see a black lamp. I see a brown statue. I see a gray bottle. I see a green apple. I see a blue book. And start doing that. And that makes the anger, the energy go down and the story begin to change. If you're driving in the car and somebody cuts you off, you get angry, you get mad, you want to give the person the middle finger, you want to drive faster, you want to cut them off, you cause an accident. No, it's not worth it. Here's what you do. You're angry. The person cut you off, the person gave you a middle finger. Look in front of you. Look at the license plate and begin to say the letters. XFD25 California, C-A-L-I-F-O-R-N-I-A, spell out the letters, spell the license plate. It takes the energy and it brings it down. Then your story can change. You know what? This person is obviously in a hurry. I don't know why they're in the hurry. Maybe they're, maybe they're getting fired if they're late. Maybe they are trying to get their, to their, see their wife at the hospital. Try to tell yourself a good story. It will benefit you. They're gone, but you are still in the car. And then third thing, breathe. And count the breaths. Breathe in and count. Breathe in and count to five. And breathe out and count to ten. And then you will be back together. You see, when we get delirious, we get fragmented. And there's bits and pieces of us all over the place. But when we put ourselves back together, we are no longer using that energy in a negative way. And we won't be tempted to use that energy in a negative way. Reading a great book right now, Brene Brown, Braving the Wilderness. Phenomenal book. I, I can't even say enough about it. The book is amazing. So I would go out and get Brene Brown. Braving the Wilderness. It's an amazing book and it talks a lot about these concepts about empathy and about looking at people differently and avoiding conflict and avoiding anger and de-escalating the situation. Remember, think about this. We don't want Radio Rahim dead. So we change. And that's what we can do. So now, I want to finish out with two things. One is a quote. Failure is simply the opportunity to begin again more intelligently by Henry Ford. So you think about this. When you begin to get angry, and there are times in my career where I have gotten angry and I've paid dearly for it. But I look at that failure now as a chance to begin again more intelligently. So when I get angry, when I get mad, instead of you know, blowing up and raising my voice and injuring relationships and injuring people, I will slow down and breathe get myself back together. And, and this is what I want to read to you. I want to read to you a poem by Maya Angelou. And in Brene Brown's book, Brene Brown's book, she references this. And the poem is called The Grandmothers. She stands before the abortion clinics, confounded by the lack of choices, in the welfare line, reduced to the pity of handouts, ordained in the pulpit, shielded by the mysteries in the operating room, husbanding life 
in the choir loft, holding God on her throat. On lonely street corners, hawking her body in the classroom, loving the children to understanding, centered on the world stage, she sings to her loves and beloves, to her foes and detractors. However I am perceived and deceived, however my ignorance and conceits lay aside your fears that I will be undone, for I shall not be moved. And I want you to think about that. You will not be moved by anger. You will stand in your story and let the energy flow through you rather than using it to hurt someone else. And that's what we can do. We will get delirious. We will always get delirious. There will always be situations in this world and in this life that will disrupt our days and make us angry. But we can choose differently. We can choose empathy. And we can choose to do the right thing. We can walk away from those who are threatening us physically because they don't deserve our time or our relationship. And those people who are speaking to us in a dehumanizing way, we can walk away from them too. But those of us who we are connected to, who we have a relationship with, who we work with on a daily basis, who we've had lunch with, who we've had dinner with, who we've been to events with, who we've worked together with side by side on a daily basis, working towards achieving the mission and vision of whatever organization you are in, those people deserve empathy, not our anger. So choose to stand and do these three things. Name the objects, spell out the letters, and breathe. And do the right thing. Because we want, in the end, the relationship saved. Now, this is Stephen Thompson. This is the Stephen Thompson Experience Leadership Tips for the Remote Worker. We hope you enjoyed episode number four of season two, Delirious. Be back at you next week with another Prince song and more leadership tips. Have a great week and take care.